The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome to Disney Deciphered, a podcast helping you save money, time, and stress as you plan your Disney vacation. On today's episode, we tackle one of the more stressful aspects of planning your Disney vacation, buying a ticket. Disney has a lot of different ticket types, and it can get pretty confusing, so we want to make sure that you and your family know what's the right ticket for your Disney vacation. Final episodes of the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, or anywhere you find podcasts, and we really appreciate it if you left us some positive feedback. Thanks, and enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Joe from As Joe Flies. And I'm Leslie from Trips with Tykes. And we are back, and today we're here to talk to you about the myriad of ticket options. Uh, it can, frankly, get fairly overwhelming. I'm, I may have shared this in one of our first episodes, but you know, over the Christmas holidays, my mom called me because her friend was standing outside the gates of Disney World, and she was like, um, yeah, she asked if she should get a park hopper, and I was like, this is way not enough context, mom. I have no idea what's going on. The point being, you can show up at Disney World and be very confused about what ticket to buy. Um, and really, you should be buying your ticket before you even get to Disney World. So we want to talk about that today. Now, uh, I've done all the research for this episode, which means the brunt of the, I guess, if you're going to fact check to anyone, it's going to be me today. So Leslie, why don't you take the lead? Why don't you... uh Ask me whatever there is need, needing to be asked about tickets. The pressure's on, Joe, so don't get it wrong. But <laughs> before we dive in, I should mention a little personal anecdote about tickets. I still have in my bedside table drawer a ticket, a child ticket from when from 1989 that has a day left on it. So if you have any tickets um, from your own childhood, Disney used to have park tickets that never expired. So my family would go for, you know, a week and maybe we wouldn't use all of our days. And so we have a couple of these tickets lying around and somehow my dad, you know, being the pack rat that he is held onto them. So we still have some tickets and Disney will honor them and I may get a chance to use them this summer. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know if I want to give up the paper, but <laughs> I don't know if I'll have to. So that's the case, but tickets, of course, now have expiration dates. So that hack is long gone. So let's start, Joe, just with the, you know, the person who's just going to Disney World for the day. They just need a one day ticket. Explain the, the different options that are available to them based upon the day that they are going. Yeah. So Disney has, as of 2016, gone to a tiered pricing model for their one day tickets. What that basically means is, you know, if you are going on a Disney, Disney. If you're going on a busy day, you will have to pay what's called peak prices, uh, which is obviously the most expensive price. Uh, if you are, and then there's peak, regular, and value. So basically, Disney sets a certain low season. Um, during those low season days, your one day tickets will be of value prices. 
on regular days, you pay the regular price. And then the most expensive days are the peak price. One thing to note is that for these one day tickets, the Magic Kingdom tickets are always a few dollars more expensive than if you buy a one day ticket to any of the other three parks. That's only the case for one day tickets, you know, for all other tickets, two days and above, it's the same price for everything. If you are showing up on the day of, like my mother's friend, for example, she showed up in the middle of Christmas. Obviously, that was a peak ticket day, so she paid peak prices to go into the Magic Kingdom. Also, one thing to add, Disney has also introduced very recently, this week actually, new one-day tickets that come with three Fast Passes preloaded. Uh, those Fast Passes aren't really for tough-to-get rides, but if you don't want to go through the hassle of booking your own Fast Passes, that option is there for you, and it doesn't cost any more money. Is there any benefit to uh, buying those one-day tickets in advance? No, there's not. Basically, you don't get any discounts on anything until you get to at least three-day tickets or more. Got it. Well, let's talk about the multi-day ticket because that's much more likely to be what families going to Disney World for their family vacation are going to be booking. Uh, I know they're called the Magic Your Way uh, tickets. So explain sort of what the base level of these Magic Your Way tickets include. Yeah. So the base Magic Your Way ticket is basically you get a ticket and then you can buy like anywhere between two and 10 day Magic Your Way tickets. And basically what that means is for each day you have the right to go into one Disney park per day. So for say a four day Magic Your Way ticket, each of those four days, you can go into any of the Disney parks, but just one. So if I go to Magic Kingdom on Monday, I can't go to Epcot again on Monday. I have to wait to Tuesday to do that. As soon as you use the first day of your Magic Your Way ticket, the clock starts ticking and you have 14 days to use all of your days. So, you know, you could technically spend two weeks in Orlando with a four day magic your way ticket and do your first day at one park and your last day, your 14th day at another park and the ticket still would not expire. So the magic way, the base level gets you one park per day. And what if you are interested in going to more than one park in a single day? Yeah. So if you're interested in going to more than one park per day, you're going to want to add what's called the park hopper option, which, you know, is anywhere between, I mean, I'm not going to give actual prices since they change all the time, but basically you're spending almost the cost of half a one day ticket to add the park hopper option. But what that means is if you have a four day magic your way with park hopper option, that means on each of the four days, you can enter one park, but also visit the other parks on the same day. You could visit all four parks in one day if you want. You know, that all counts in one day. Basically, it gives you freedom to travel to any park in Walt Disney World on any given day, and that counts as one day. So that's what the park hopper option is. Yeah, I know you and I both use that a lot, especially uh, since we have young kids who have still been taking naps. I often will go to one park in the morning go back to the hotel, let the kids get a nap or a swim break, and then go to a different park for dinner. So I think it's actually a lot of people think, oh, I won't be that mobile with young kids. But in fact, you might need to be more mobile with young kids. Yeah, I mean, I think there's like a bit of a balance to be struck there. You know, for us, we're going back to the hotel anyway. So maybe we want to go to a different park. The other thing is, for very young kids, and maybe even for very old kids, like teenagers, there just might not be enough stuff in one park that kids want to do. And so you want to switch to a different park in a different portion of the day. If you do want to hear kind of our recommendations, you know, be sure to check out our parks one one episodes that we did uh, earlier. That's right. So yeah, I know I'm a fan of the park hopper, an option that I haven't used 
in a very long time since uh, I was a child, in fact, is the tickets that include water park access. So what's that add on and how does it work? Yeah. So that's now called, it used to be, I don't remember what it used to be called, but now it's called the park hopper plus option. And so for, you know, about $25 a day, give or take, um, you can add the plus option to a park hopper ticket, which gives you admissions privileges to the two Disney water parks, uh, which is Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon. The really nice thing is that the water park entries don't count as a day in the regular parks. What I mean by this is you could buy a three-day ticket and add the Park Hopper Plus, which will give you three visits to water parks, and you can spend three days in the regular parks and then spend another three days at the water parks and kind of stretch out your vacation. Now, personally, I don't love the water parks, so I don't usually take advantage of this, but if you have kids who like water parks, water slides and stuff like that, or if you yourself like that, you know, this is a great way to kind of stretch out your vacation. Yeah, I think that's right. I think I, we, the reason we don't go to water parks as often is just because we're taking shorter vacations, but also because the pools at Disney World are so good. You know, we've stayed quite a few times at Beach and Yacht Club and their pool there, Stormalong Bay, is just amazing for younger kids. So I would, if you're considering that option, I would say think about, you know, whether your family wants to add the transit time, whether you'll get your water fix at the pools. I think if you have teens, the water parks are probably going to be the bigger, you know, have bigger interest to you. And and using my example, if you have the three-day ticket. So when you add the Park Hopper Plus, you know, you're going to get kind of three entries to water parks regardless. But maybe you don't want to spend three days in water parks. You can also use them for other things like a round of mini golf or a round of golf or even admission to the ESPN complex. Um, it's not as quote unquote valuable in terms of actual ticket price as water parks, but you know, you also don't want to be going to a water park just for the sake of going just because you have it. Yeah, that's right. It just gives you that additional flexibility of some more things to do. And there are a lot of things to do in uh, Walt Disney World and around in the surrounding area. Yeah. And one last thing to add is unlike the regular park ticket days, the water park or golf days, you know, the plus options, you can use two on one day if you want. You can just use one per day. Uh, they're basically allotments that you can use whenever you want. But, you know, say you have a day off from the parks, you can use one for a round of mini golf and also go visit the ESPN complex and use your two. What that means is, you know, one thing people do is they'll buy a three-day park hopper plus option, but stretch their vacation out to six days, three days in the parks, three days doing the other things. Or maybe just do five days, three days in the parks, two days doing golf and ESPN, one day doing a water park. But enough about that. So uh, let's move on. So another option I know you've looked at, Joe, pretty in-depth is the annual pass. Um, you've crunched the numbers at some points, I know, to see when the annual pass becomes valuable to you versus a longer multi-day ticket. So tell us what your research has, has uncovered. Yeah, so I don't want to get too into the numbers. I'll put a link to my post you know, in the show notes. But basically... I would say this, if you're the type of family that plans to spend four to five days per calendar year in Disney World, uh, it might be worth it for your family to get annual passes, provided you can do your two quote unquote calendar year trips within 365 days. The reason why is, you know, Disney front loads the cost of their tickets. So the first two, three, four days 
kind of cost the most amount of money. But once you start adding your fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth day, those only cost about $20 extra per day. Now, if you're going to stay for 10 days and take a 10 day ticket, then that's fine. But most people don't stay for 10 days. You know, they only more realistically go for four or five days. If you get an annual pass, because the cost of the tickets are so front loaded, oftentimes you can save money by buying an annual pass. And sometimes you can just save money by at the very least buying an annual pass for just one person in your family because the annual pass comes with free parking to the parks. So, you know, even if you're staying off site, you still get free parking at the theme parks. It comes with basically memory maker, like all the pictures that you get are free. That costs $170 per trip that you take. And, you know, there are other person benefits that are associated. I don't want to go too in depth, but I will just say, you know, rule of thumb, if you're going to take two trips of four or five days each, you should really look into the math of the annual pass and whether that works for you. Yeah. And Joe, Joe's post does some of the math for you. So take a look at that after the podcast. So we've avoided talk, talking about numbers because the prices for Disney tickets do change so much. And so one thing we should probably warn people about is Disney ticket price increases. There seem to be a lot more of them. And uh, when can people expect those? And uh, how can they kind of plan to not be the person who gets hit by them? Yeah. So basically for the last five years, you can more or less set your clock to the fact that Disney is going to raise tickets around February uh, every year. So, you know, if you're buying tickets, as long as you buy them before February, before the ticket price increase, um, you can usually save money. It's going to be like 15 to $20 per ticket, but you know, it adds up like 15 to $20 for a family of five like mine. It's a hundred dollars right there. If you're thinking of buying tickets, in or around January, February, I would say, you know, obviously past performance does not dictate the future, but ever since 2014, Disney has done a price increase basically every February, sometimes early February, sometimes late February. Now, when the price increase happens, there are some places like Undercover Tourist, which is a company that sells tickets that still will have some tickets left at the old prices. So you can still find them. You can still find tickets at the old prices after the price increase, but if you're buying them on your own, you know, definitely kind of make sure you don't get snake bit by a price increase. And you kind of usually only get like two days notice. Like it breaks on Disney Twitter, maybe like one or two days before the price increase comes. Yeah. The rumors start flying when, you know, once it's the new year and people think, oh, are they going to do it the last weekend of January and throw us all off or something like that? That, that was the rumor this year. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, if, if you know, you're going to take your annual summer vacation to Disney World and it's, you know, after the new year, probably time to buy those tickets. Now, what about expiration for those tickets? What, what do people need to watch out for if they're buying tickets in advance and maybe they don't necessarily have their trip booked or know exactly when their trip is going to be booked? Yeah. So I think I'm not sure if expiration is the term I would use, but it's the term that Disney uses. Basically, any ticket you buy these days will expire generally in December of the year after you buy it. So if I were to buy a ticket today here in April 2018, it would have an expiration date um, and it would say expires uh, on my Disney experience December 2019. Now, the reality is if I don't use this ticket before December 2019, that doesn't mean I'm out of luck and I've totally lost the money that I put into that. Save your ticket or, you know, actually Disney, if you're using my Disney experience, has record of this online. You can use the money that you paid for that ticket and apply to a future ticket. The 
only thing is you can't use that actual ticket, whether if you have the card or, you know, the allotment on your magic band, you just can't use that to get into the park after December, 2019, after the expiration date, you'll have to go to guest relations to, you know, use the credit for that to buy a new ticket. Got it. Got it. So all, all money is not lost. So, so speaking of money, the, the final topic I want to cover is how do we people save money? <laughs> Are there any ways to get discounts on Disney World tickets and how substantial can those be? Yeah. So, I mean, you're not going to save a ton of money. You can save, you know, anywhere between five and 10% using sites like Undercover Tourist. You know, I would, I mean, honestly, I wouldn't go to, I wouldn't go digging too deeply for websites. Definitely never buy tickets from websites that say that tickets are partially used. Like basically Leslie, like your ticket from 1989, people will buy those and then try to sell them. Technically they should work, but for me, it's not worth the stress and the risk of getting shortchanged using those kinds of tickets. Use something like Undercover Tourist. They offer mild discounts. If you have, you know, Chase Ultimate Rewards points, you can use those to buy your tickets. I've written about that before. You know, you can save cash that way. And the other thing that I would mention is that you can always upgrade your ticket to a more expensive ticket. So for example, let's say I was going with my family and we didn't think we wanted the park hopper option. I could just buy a four day magic your way. But when I show up, I can always add the park hopper option. And again, Disney gives me the credit for the ticket I paid for. And then I just pay the difference. So in that sense, I would suggest saving money by buying the cheapest ticket that you know you're going to use first and then adding on at the parks. Uh, you just go to guest relations to do this. If you know, you decide you want more like, Oh, I decide I want to go to the water parks. So then I just spend the extra 20 minutes to go into guest relations to add it then that way, you know, I'm not paying for something that I don't necessarily use in the end. That's a great tip. So before we close this one out, I'd like to know what ticket you usually buy um, personally and why. So the ticket I would like to buy is an annual pass, but I haven't done my chores, so I can't get that yet. <laughs> but, you know, what we usually get is, you know, and we talked about this in the episode talking about how long to go. Um, we like to go for shorter trips. So I'll get a three to four day uh, Magic Your Way ticket. And then I'll do exactly what I said. You know, if I feel like we need to add the park hopper, I'll add it there. But generally, I feel like, you know, we can find enough to do, especially, you know, if we're staying on site, we can just spend time at the pool. Um, so, you know, I try to save money by not using the park hopper. I will say another trick that we've done in the past for our kids who are under three years old and don't need tickets sometimes we buy a park hopper for just one of us, one of the adults, and that adult will take child who doesn't need a ticket at all um, on some park hopping fun. But that's generally what I buy. You know, what about yourself? Yeah, we usually buy the multi-day Magic Your Way tickets with Park Hopper. We, I don't think I've gone without a Park Hopper ever uh, that I can remember at least. So that's, we just like to move around. Um, and I think that'll only be more and more true as my kids get older that we'll, you know, spend a half day in one park and want to spend uh, didn't have dinner and the, the evening and somewhere else as they can stay up later. So that's my option. I've again, never bought the park Harper plus with the water parks, but maybe we'll take advantage of that this summer. Cause uh, we'll be there during the heat of late June for toy story land opening. Yep. That's not a terrible idea. All right. 
this is kind of just really a basic overview of the different tickets that are out there. And in terms of saving money on tickets, we could probably do a whole episode on that. So, you know, don't think that we've definitely not been comprehensive about the ways that you can save on ticket prices, but that's all the time we have today. So anything else you think people need to know, Leslie? I think you covered it all, Joe. The pressure was on and you delivered. (laughs) I don't know about that, but we will uh, see you next time. Thanks, Joe.